0: And how is everyone doing? We are back. Pass it to Patrick. I'm your host, Patrick Cassidy. We have a great show for you guys today. Interesting, interesting, interesting topics to get into. NFL, NBA, my top ten teams who I think some are playoff contenders in the NFL, some who aren't. But I got my top ten teams that we are going to break down later today. Free agency news, Kyle Rudolph is awesome. On the move to New York Giants, they continue to make moves to put Daniel Jones in a position to win, which I think is, it puts pressure on Daniel Jones, but I think it's going to help his overall growth. Now, I don't personally think Daniel Jones is the guy for the Giants, but we're going to get into that. We're going to talk NBA, LeBron James missing more time. The NFL union uh, talks are ongoing right now. Uh, The NFL world reacts to Marcus Mariota's decision. We're going to get into the decision that he's made. He is going back to Las Vegas uh, with the Raiders. He's reworked his deal. We're going to talk a little bit about the Raiders' ceiling and where I think they'll land uh, this next season. You know, I want to start off with this, though. The Eagles are mad because they feel that they didn't get fair compensation for Carson Wentz. This is the classic scenario of a team who is bitter. Now, they're still paying some of Carson Wentz's salary, but it segues into what I want to talk about in the fact that if you are a franchise who you believe is the guy and you believe 100% he is your guy of the future and he can win you Super Bowls, I'm looking at you, Jets, do not make the same mistake the Eagles did. The Eagles made this mistake, and I'll, I'll just clarify it for you. Now, Nick Foles won the Eagles a Super Bowl. Nobody can take that away from them. I mean, they won a Super Bowl for God's sake. That's amazing. Nick Foles did that for that city. Okay. Then you should have stuck with Nick Foles. And you should have moved Carson Wentz a long time ago. And here's the reason why. Now, I know people are going to be like, well, Carson Wentz is an MVP. What are you talking about? Why would you trade Carson Wentz? And this is the reason. When you have a guy that brings you a Super Bowl, let, like, let alone if he comes in and he takes you to the playoffs and wins a few games, he's a good backup. He's more maybe more than a backup. But Nick Foles was thriving there. He was thriving. And when he comes in and he wins you a Super Bowl, there is no way to get beyond that if you're Carson Wentz. There's no way. You mentally can't get there you mentally can't get to that point to where uh you know what that's great great for him it's still my team we're going to go back and we're going to run it back and I'm going to show them that I'm a great quarterback no that and I don't blame Carson Wentz because that's the the downfall of having two good quarterbacks on your team and I made this point um to one of my friends that the eagles made things even worse when they took Jalen Hurts. Now the reason I'm getting into all this, because this is somewhat old news, is because apparently the Jets are looking at all their options. And you know what, I've heard different media guys say, Well, you know he can they can do that. They can take another quarterback and then they can still see what they got with Sam Darnold. You know, maybe, maybe Zach Wilson isn't the guy. And then you know what, don't worry, you got Sam Darnold. He'll just he'll come in and He'll, he'll quarterback battle it out. And then Sam Darnold's a guy. Then you move Justin Fields. Um, I, I want to make this clear that if you start doing that, you are messing with people's confidence. Take the business side out of it. Take the business side of, you know, the, these teams get to do what they want. And, you know, the mental status of your quarterback is so important, especially in the NFL. It's important in college too, but in the NFL it's that next level. And you start messing with guys and their psyche of if they are the quarterback of this team or if they're just, you know, the team's feeling both of us out and that's all right. You know, that's not how quarterbacks think. You know, Sam Darnold, I'm sorry, but Jets, that's why you're dysfunctional. And I I really I really don't Like, if they bring, they brought Robert Solace in to coach that team, okay, they're like, we're all about stability, then do not do, the Dolphins are pretty much uh, culprits of this too, they had Tua, well now we're going to have Fitzpatrick, well now we're going to have Tua, well now we're going to put in Fitzpatrick, but it doesn't work like that, it it doesn't work like that, because you're, you, then you get into the whole, am I the quarterback or not the quarterback? But it's interesting how teams rationalize and they make excuses for it. Well, you know, in five games you can you can see what we've got. You can see the special, but you can't. You need Oh my gosh, like you need time to see it. You need time. You need a couple of years on a quarterback. I I really don't care if you're antsy or you wanna win right now. If you are truly building something for the future play that quarterback for a few years at least a few years I think three years I think you need to give him three years I don't care who's in the draft now unless it's like a Trevor Lawrence or an Andrew Luck or you know a Dan Marino Peyton Manning Drew Brees Tom Brady if it's a guy that you see like a Patrick Mahomes of that level then yeah if you don't see what your quarterback gave you like if the Miami Dolphins if they had the first overall pick I would take Trevor Lawrence now, having said that, you gotta move to a right away. You cannot hold on to him and say, this may be a good quarterback battle. We're gonna see what happens in training camp. No, you gotta move to a right away. There's no waiting on that. But it's interesting how these teams rationalize and they they say, well, it's you know, it's a business, and players say it's a business, and it is a business. That's very much true. But also, if you want Super Bowls and you want to win, you have to consider the mental status of of your quarterbacks. Washington did this uh back in 2012, I believe, when we took Robert Griffin III in the first round, and then we came back and Mike Shanahan was like, "Yeah, we're going to take Kirk Cousins." Biggest mistake you can make. Just the biggest mistake. That messed with RG3. It did. It messed with him. He couldn't get over that. And you know what? I don't blame RG3. Everyone's like, well, why couldn't RG3 have been the guy? Why couldn't why couldn't he just, you know, move on? He was the first-round pick. No, it messes with a guy. That said to him right away, we believe in you eh, about 50%. We don't believe in you 100%, and we're going to take another guy just to show you that. Well, the Eagles getting back, rounding back to it, the Eagles did that with Carson Wentz. They didn't move him after Nick Foles won that Super Bowl, and I was one of the few people that said they need to move Carson Wentz. I don't care how great he is. He is obviously now not going to be in the mental state to take you to the next level. They should have moved him. They should have moved him a long time ago. Don't be mad now. You didn't get what you could have got for him if you would have moved him. You could have easily got a couple first-rounders after what he showed you. First-rounders for the future, you have Nick Foles. If he isn't the guy, no worries. You got now a couple first rounders. You can take a quarterback in the draft. You know, I don't know, but that's just the way I see it. If you're the, I'm sorry, Eagles fans, but don't complain now. You didn't get your value for Carson Wentz. When and they made it worse too when you took Jalen Hurts. That's the that's the icing on the cake. And I'm not, I don't blame Carson Wentz. I would have been mad if uh, that would have happened to me and you'd have taken another quarterback because you have said now that we believe in you 50%, we don't believe in you 100%. So the Eagles obviously made a boo-boo. And um, I'm sorry about that, Eagles fans. But, you know, what are you going to do now? Carson Wentz, wish him the best. He's on the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I feel like they're going to make some noise this year. A couple more free agent moves that I want to get into. Because I think that the Dolphins, um, 100% need to move Tua right now. The Dolphins have signed uh, Jacoby Brissett for a one-year, five-million-dollar deal. Now, granted, it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick; he has a different play style. But if I'm the Dolphins, you got to keep Tua in this whole year. I. Everyone, some people are like, Dolphins need to take a quarterback. Why don't they, they're like the Jets, just take quarterback and then play with Tua, see what they got. No, you need to move Tua if you're going to take a quarterback. I find it interesting that a lot of people are on that, um, mo- like, train that's leaving the station right now, if you can just take multiple quarterbacks. It, it's just annoying. So Jacoby Brissett, he's going to go on the Dolphins, take over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, he'll be the backup to Tua. That's that's fine. Whatever the Dolphins are trying to do there is fine. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky's on the Bills. That's kind of an old move. Now Philip Lindsay went to the Texans, and I believe Philip Lindsay. That's a good pickup for the Texans. David Moore, pan- uh, wide receiver, went to the Panthers. Emmanuel Sanders on the Bills. There, the Bills are an interesting team. They are figuring it out and they are coming together. These moves from the Bills are. Like, I think right on point. And this is a perfect example of a team who is doing it right. And Miami and the Jets <laughs> and New England Bills, this is their division. I have them winning the division. So that's that's who I have winning the division. Mainly because of a guy named Josh Allen, Stephon Biggs, uh, now Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> and that defense is pretty good. They are at least going to get to the AFC Championship game again. I believe they will. And I wanna kinda of jump into this too about teams who are taking risks and I believe risks pay off. The Chief the Chiefs were super aggressive uh this offseason with the offensive line, bringing in these different guys to fill the gaps for Eric Fisher and, you know, different players who they who they had to let go. And so a big signing though for the Giants. They went out and got Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> The Giants aren't stopping. The Giants are giving Daniel Jones every opportunity to win. And I believe that's actually what you should do. The pressure's on Daniel Jones, but when you have a quarterback like Sam Darnold and you're just loosey goosey and you're like, hey, we're gonna move off Sam Darnold because, you know, he hasn't shown us this, you know, what he's got in two years. Uh yeah, maybe it's because you've been a dysfunctional organization for two years. I mean, you're the you're the Jets. I mean, Adam Gase, come on. That guy's, he screwed up your organization. He did. And now you're, and now you're upset Sam Darnold isn't producing. So, you know, the Giants, though, I believe they're doing things right. They're patient. Yeah, Daniel Jones, yeah, they, they're not going to get a quarterback this year. I believe if they had the fifth pick, they wouldn't take a quarterback this year. I believe they wouldn't. I just, I just don't believe they would or they'd move up because it's about having continuity and faith. The Steelers have had three head coaches. Talk about continuity. They stick with you. Dwayne Haskins, who signed with the Steelers, has gotten a stable organization he has gone to. I'm a Washington fan. They are not stable. I'll be the first to admit that they are not stable. The owner is, you know, th- that organization is dysfunctional right now. I hope they piece it together. Uh, but I don't have faith in that. And the Giants, they are doing things right. They are taking their time. And you see that. they You create that winning culture. And so far, the Dolphins have done things right. But the Dolphins could make a lot of mistakes by this one move of moving off of Tua. You can't move off of them. You just don't take a quarterback. Just you got Tua. See what he's got. But kudos to the Giants. They have been ultra aggressive, and I think that's going to pay off. I want to say my Washington football team will win the NFC East, but with the moves the Giants have made, I don't see them winning the NFC East. I see uh, the Giants taking that that crown. And and you know what? Good for them. So, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've had some good signings too. They've brought back a lot of people. Some of these teams have been ultra-aggressive, and I love it, and I'm here for it. So uh interesting times in the nfl exciting times we're going to get into my top 10 teams uh, a little bit later in the show but i want to jump to this and talk about this for a little bit because uh, nba is starting to pick up we're starting to get to that point in the season where moves roster moves the final trades will take place and you know lonzo ball could be on the trading block uh I don't think Bradley Beal will move unless it's a great offer that the Washington Wizards will get. So the NBA is picking up right now. And the big headline is that LeBron James is injured, of course, and AD. And what this has done is, sadly, it's exposed the Lakers. I had them winning the chip this year, but sadly it's exposed the Lakers to a lot of their depth issues. And, you know, with AD being gone, it's it's really sad, but I I believe all they need to do is get in the playoffs. Just get in the playoffs and LeBron and AD will bring you back. But it's it's actually like expose the Lakers and honestly, I'm not too shocked because it's surprising how many people are saying, "What? They don't they don't have, you know, they have depth issues." Like they actually do. You know, they 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 have their two stars, good players around them, but when you take those two superstars out, of course you're going to show your flaws. Of course, that's going to happen. No doubt, this hurts uh, LeBron James' MVP chances. I've said in past uh, podcasts that I believe that he will win the MVP, and I think there's still a good chance that he could. But right now, I think Dame Lillard's MVP chances are higher than LeBron, Joel Embiid. Uh, his his MVP chances are 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 uh, way higher than anyone else right now some people have said Giannis but I just don't see it I I would see Damian Lillard taking that and I would I would love to see Dame Lillard uh, pretty much take that uh, award home but getting into the Eastern Conference uh, where the standings are right now uh, the 76ers are one with 31 and 13 losses a great record the Nets are gaining on them with 30 and 14 the Bucks, 28-14. The Hawks, 22-21. Hornets, 21-21. At 6, we got the Heat with a 22-22 and record. The 7, Knicks, 22-22, and which honestly is shocking me that they're in the top 8. Celtics, 21-22. and The Nets are a prime example of what this theme of the podcast has been about and being aggressive and, you know, not giving up but being ultra aggressive and putting yourself to in the situation to win putting yourself in that situation to win the nets went out and got a safety net with james harden and that has benefited them greatly you see two examples right here you see the boston celtics and you see the brooklyn nets and in past podcasts i've said the brooklyn nets who's gonna take the final shot i believe still that Could be the case in the playoffs. I'm not selling my stock on the fact that a lot of egos on the Nets, a lot of drama. We'll see what happens. But there are two different approaches here. The Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. The Celtics have done things slow. They've taken their time. They've they've accumulated draft picks. They've built through the draft. And kudos to them. That's how you can get things done in the sports world. You can take your time, you can be methodical, you can look at all your picks. Jason Tatum was a great pick, no doubt, the guy's a stud. But then you have teams that go that next step, like the Nets, that are like, you know what, screw it. We are going to give everything we got, everything we got to winning a chip this year. And if you don't believe us by getting KD and Kyrie Irving, well, I'm going to make you believe us now because we're going to go and get James Harden. And what they've done by that is shown their fan base they are committed to winning. And James Harden is playing out of his mind right now. I mean, James Harden, he's on another level. I'm going to read you just some stats from his final few games against Portland. He had 25 points, 7 rebounds, 17 assists. Washington, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. Orlando, 19 points, uh, 4 rebounds, and 9 assists. 17 assists in this last game is crazy. He's playing the position he was meant to play. He was young in OKC. He was playing with KD and Russell Westbrook. Those guys were out front and center. He had potential. Uh, he blossomed in, you know, Houston. But also Mike D'Antoni played a different style of basketball. Take a lot of shots, James, you can score. So we're going to let you score. But what he is doing right now is he's keeping that team afloat with Kyrie Irving. You know, of course, if there's family issues, kudos to Kyrie Irving, taking the time off, deal with your family issues. I am pro player of what the player needs in the NBA. A lot of guys want the NBA to change. I think the NBA is great where it is right now. Um, I, I love everything the NBA is doing. The players have the power, and that's that's what the NBA is, and I love it. But James Harden wanted out of Houston because he had reached his peak there, and that's fine. Now there are controversial you know, topics of how he wanted out, what he said, how his teammates view him, but he wanted out of Houston. He got out of Houston, and Brooklyn was ultra-aggressive, and they put him in a position to win, and I, I love that. I'm here for it because... What he's done with the Nets is he's kept them afloat because Kyrie Irving can be a little flaky. Kevin Durant can be a little sensitive. But, you know, James Harden, you know, right on, man. Because the Nets are on a roll right now. And I think they'll be in the finals. I do. They are by far the best team in the East. The standings don't do it justice. So it'll be interesting to see once we get in playoff times. Uh, Steve Nash has them playing good. Uh, basketball right now, and kudos to Steve Nash because I don't feel like we talk about him. He's coaching that team really well, for having that many superstars on the team. He's coaching them up really well, and great players love to be coached hard. Coached hard, so you know. Now, Grant, again, James Harden is good in the regular season, but when we get to playoffs times, that's why you have Kyrie and KD. Just get us to the playoffs, James. We'll take it over from there. These guys have played in the playoffs a lot. Uh, James Harden you know, somewhat flakes out in the playoffs, doesn't flake out, but they call the games differently. So James Harden, of course, isn't going to get as many points as he wants to. He's going to be upset going to the foul line. He, he, he isn't getting there and that's where he gets the majority of his points. But if he's dishing up the rock to KD and Kyrie, it's time to get them a, a ring. I mean, they're ready to go, man. And the Western Conference the the Jazz are number one with 31 wins, 11 losses. In two is the Suns, 29 and 13. Three Clippers, 28 16. Lakers, 28 16. Uh, five is the Nuggets, 26 17. Six is the Trailblazers, 25 18. Uh, seven the Spurs, 22 18. And eight uh, is the Mavericks, 22 19. The West is so bunched up right now with who could come out on top. Now, obviously, Utah's in number one, but I don't feel like the West's records are you know, telling the full story of the West right now because, obviously, LeBron and AD are out. We're going to see what happens with those guys, uh, if they can get back in time, which I'm sure they will. But once these teams get in the playoffs in the West, all bets are off, the gloves come off, they're going to take it to another level. And that's just because – that's how it is in the NBA when you have superstars every you get to the playoffs and everybody's kind of like at you know you know 30 miles an hour and then they take it up to 60 and they're off to the races so uh we're going to see what happens when the playoffs come around uh the clippers have a good team uh, there's there's rumors that the clippers want to trade for lonzo ball which i think would put the clippers actually in a good spot to make a run in the playoffs. I I really do. I think that LeBron and AD need to get back to the Lakers as soon as possible to uh, keep them afloat. So very interesting times in the NBA. So I'd love to segue into this now to talk a little bit about my Washington football team, because there's, there's a little bit of news concerning them in the uh, headlines today. ESPN has reported NFL clears way for Daniel Snyder to buy out Washington Football Team's other owners, and that's a report on ESPN. But I want to get into this because I'm a Washington fan. I've been a fan since I was probably like ten. So, you know, Jason Campbell, Clinton Portis, Mark Brunell, like these guys are what I watch. San Antonio Holmes. So I, I fell in love with the Washington Football Teams, and I started liking them when Joe Gibbs came back. But If this goes through, and Dan Snyder becomes the full-time owner of the team, I'm sorry, but that is very disheartening as a Washington fan. Um, I personally want them to sell. I don't want Dan Snyder to be the owner anymore, Uh, mainly because I feel like he meddles too much in the football operations. He has drafted Dwayne Haskins because of his son who went to high school with him. That's the report. You know, I'm not sure how much truth there is to it, but he draft he wanted Dwayne Haskins. He came in and says, I want Dwayne Haskins. So you're going to take Dwayne Haskins. Same with RG3. Mike Shanahan maybe wasn't as sold on RG3. But, you know, Dan Snyder, jerseys, sales, you know, he's our guy. Now, I don't regret RG3 because that 2012 season was amazing. But if he takes over complete control, I do not like that at all mainly because the dysfunction that has happened in Washington since he took over the team has been astronomical. (laughs) I mean, and there's investigations going on with Dan Snyder right now. It's a lot of controversy with that team. I would love it if the NFL could step in, but sadly, I don't think they will. So, moves in the NFL happening in free agency crazy storylines happening right now and uh, I love it it seems like the NFL now just doesn't stop it doesn't it seem like free agency just keeps on the NFL on rolling even after the Super Bowl I mean it never used to be like this but you got guys now speaking up you got guys throwing their opinions around you got guys holding out they don't want to play it's I love it I love it I think it makes it way more interesting so we're going to get into this we're going to talk about my top 10 teams from the NFL going into next season and I want to break these down because there's a few in there that people may be surprised about <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm ready to get into it so we're going to start it off with my number one team and that is the Kansas City Chiefs I I they've been ultra aggressive And so the Kansas City Chiefs are my number one team because with Patrick Mahomes, that offensive line uh, back uh, to full uh, force, which I believe it is, they are not going to miss a beat. They are, without a doubt, the number one team. And, you know, people say that Tampa should be the number one. Well, Tampa's right behind them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number two because they brought back everybody. They brought back, you know, Gronk. They brought back... uh, Shaq Barrett, uh, you know, Tom Brady's there, the GOAT, doing what he's doing. They they are no doubt the number two team. My number three team, the Buffalo Bills. The Bills with Josh Allen. um, They added Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs. Inspired football being played in Buffalo. And the fans, you should be very happy. They're my number three team. And my number four team is the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones took a team-friendly deal, which is great. They got a break there. They haven't been too ultra-aggressive, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. Um, because I believe with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to run it back, and they're going to at least get make a run in the playoffs. So they're my number four team. My number five team is the Seattle Seahawks. They worked their issues out. They worked them out. I love that they came to grips with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. They worked out the tension there. And that's what you got to do when you have greatness on a team, you know, work it out. My number six team is the Baltimore Ravens. They've, they have a little bit, mainly because that division is so good with the Browns and Steelers. Now they're my number six team. Of course, Lamar Jackson is out of this world. Great. Um, I don't think they made enough strong moves this offseason to take it to that next level. I, I still have them being a middle of the pack team. They're going to get into the playoffs, you know. That division though is very good. And that's going to segue into my number 17. Uh my number 7 team is the Browns, Cleveland Browns. The, they have figured it out. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, um, I personally think they should move off uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Because uh, Baker showed such growth when Odell wasn't playing. Because um, Odell's a star. But that's my number 17 is the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, we're just going to keep moving along with uh, the AFC North. Because Pittsburgh comes in at number 8. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Let's not forget about them. They actually won the division last year. And Ben Roethlisberger, everyone's upset because Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. But who are you going to get, really? You don't pick great in the draft. You, you'd have to trade. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is that guy in Pittsburgh. They got Juju back. Uh, Claypool, they're going to have a, a good a good run in the, the playoffs. So they're my number 18. Here's where things get interesting. The last two spots in my top 10. And people might look at me and go, what are you you talking about? The LA Chargers come in at number nine for me with Justin Herbert. Watch this team. Watch this team get into the playoffs. Denver has shown some dysfunction. Las Vegas, yeah, whatever. LA, man, LA Chargers. I think they're my number nine team. And I, I love what they've done. My number 10 team. This is the big one. My number 10 team. And why I think they are a huge contender. Now, maybe they should be higher on the list, but I don't think they are. The LA Rams, my number 10 team. They have made enough moves in the offseason by signing Deshaun Jackson and bringing in Matthew Stafford that they've taken their offense to the next level. They are no doubt my number 10 team. They, Sean McVay is going to have them playing inspired football. They've made enough moves, ultra-aggressive. The defense... Aaron Donald is out of this world so they're my number 10 team LA Rams that's my top 10 um, I don't think they're too crazy of picks for my top 10 I think the LA Chargers being thrown in there is going to have people kind of scratching their heads like why are they ahead of you know the Rams but um, I, I have them ahead of them and unless one of these teams screws up really bad I believe those will be the top team, top 10 teams in the NFL. Now, of course, I want to put Washington in number one, but we know Washington isn't the top uh, in the top 10. Their defense, though, I believe they're on the cusp. Maybe they're 11th. Maybe they're 11th. I don't know. Uh, I'm not upset if they have a good season. Now, I do think the Giants, with everything they've done, they're definitely going to win the division, the Giants now. I think it'll be close again between Washington and the Giants, but no doubt that the Giants are now the front runners. So, I'm going to segue into this because the NFL just doesn't stop moving. It's just always constantly moving. We got the draft coming up. We got these guys that are ready to play. And I'm I I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm happy for him. That's you know, they got Urban Meyer. They're trying to change their culture around. I don't think that's a bad move because they don't have anybody there. Gardner, Minshew, you, you know. But that being said, please, Jets, consider before taking a quarterback to just move Donald Darnold. Just move him. Just, just get him out of the building. Just send him to San Francisco. Send him somewhere like that because I want to see him be in a good situation. So send him to San Fran. Uh, San Francisco 49ers let Kyle Shanahan work with him take him to that next level he's big he's strong he's fast and if you're that committed to taking another quarterback please and so the Miami Dolphins because that's what we started the show with do not screw these guys up anymore don't don't do it to them just keep them on the team work with them give them another year and then move them if they're not your guy now next year is not going to be great for quarterbacks and I am all for teams being aggressive. And if you if you are going to be aggressive, do not hold on to anyone. Move them right now. Don't hold on to Tua. Don't hold on to Darnold. Just get him out of the building. Just just get him out of the building. Now Atlanta, I believe they should take a quarterback. I mean, I have them taking Justin Fields. Trey Lance, I have going to the Panthers. I think those picks are pretty solid. We'll see what happens. It might change uh Nat from now and uh in between the draft. But something to keep your eye on. A lot of things going on right now. I love it. It's very exciting. It makes for a good podcast. So, uh, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We're going to try and get a podcast out uh, every Wednesday for you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, please subscribe. Uh, This has been Pass It to Patrick, and uh, have a great day.